Welcome to Wrestling with the Angels, a podcast that hopes to encourage you as we limp along this life together. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Clint. And today, we are talking about longing. This is another... All of our best ideas come from Clint. And so he, su- <laughs> he suggested this, and I'm going to kick it to him to explain uh, what, what triggered the thought. We should preface that by saying all of our ideas come from me. So it's not that all of our good ideas come from me. They all come from me, and some of them are better than others. <laughs> hey, I contributed a lot more early on, and then I was just like, yeah, yeah. 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 For sure, but then we what what happens is you 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 hate my ideas. That's what it was, and I've given up. (laughs) You're such a simpleton, Zach. I need I need deeper and and more robust ideas. Yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. Well, why don't you why don't you talk about where this came from? So last week we had our friend Sarah on, and the shameless plug for for you to go back and listen to those. That episode was great about profound joys and simple things. And uh, she said something in the group text um, after the episode about how she was she longed for a certain thing. I won't betray her friendship by saying what it was, but um, it got me to think about what it is that I long for. Mm. And uh, and when I say longing, it's this it's this search. Um, it encompasses all of our lives for something that's just beyond our reach. It's like an experience, an emotion, a status in life that just seems to evade us all the time. Yeah, I think I, I kind of thought of a, maybe a metaphor that might be helpful to, to communicate what, how we're going to speak about this, um, this idea, this concept. Because mm-hmm. we, we've all heard that it's the journey, not the destination, Right. And, and we know that's true. Oh, I know this true from personal experience because whenever I, whenever I'm planning a trip or planning to go on a trip, my wife does all the planning. Um, whenever, whenever we're traveling, by the time you get there, it really doesn't live up to the hype. It never quite right. lives up to the hype that built into it. And even the journeying there is far more fun usually than the actual getting there. Um, that's been right. an experience I've had. So if you can relate to that idea, that concept of it not something not quite measuring up uh, and the sense of longing um, you have for for it to measure up, that's kind of how we're we're going to talk about this concept today. Yeah, and to even draw that metaphor out a little bit longer, we all remember that trips or vacations or whatever experiences that we took, and we always romanticize them. Mm, right? That's right. They're always better than they actually were, mm. and so that's like you think about like the good old days or whatever. And uh, and I, I don't know why this theme popped in my head, but uh, this idea of uh, Uncle Rico and Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> where he's got the he's got the football and he's like, I could throw this football over those mountains, you know. And he's he's got this exaggerated um, remembrance of his ability. Uh, as, a, as a high school quarterback or whatever, and now he's much older. But anyway, uh, yeah, those are all. This is that's 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 kind of what this is. And I love. We read an article, and maybe we can link it in the show notes or on Facebook later on. Um, that described longing not as wishful thinking, but as thoughtful wishing. Mm. I don't know if you remember seeing that in there. So yeah. like, it's 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 not a it's not vainfully wishing for things to be the way they used to be, but it's considering the way things have been in our lives and thinking about how, and thinking about them uh, and, and coming to the realization that uh, that there's something else like there's something beyond those things yeah um, and and really the 
whenever this experience happens to me, it's involuntary. It's not right. as if I'm, yeah, it's not as if I'm hearkening back to some olden time. It's usually, it's usually something that comes across my line of sight that triggers something in me. Um, mm-hmm. And then that feeling I get of thinking back or looking forward. Um, and then actually, if I were to go back to that instance, you know, if it's, if it's a specific instance in my past, if I were to go back to that instance, that feeling wouldn't be there. It, and and you, you mentioned the word romanticize. Um, and that's exactly, uh, that, that's, a, that's maybe a, um, the best we can do to describe that feeling. Uh, right. But there, it's something more, you know, it's, it's something that yeah. we can't quite grasp. We're always, um, it's like the, the treat right in front of our, you know, right in front of the dog's face that he never yeah. can quite yeah. get to. Right. Absolutely. And so like, I don't know, I thought it would be good for us to discuss that and then also kind of maybe say, you know, name an actual thing that we long for. And so, um, I'm at a point in my life where I, in a week or so I'll be starting a new job. And, uh, it was a really hard decision to make, uh, because I've worked for the, the people that I worked for, work for now for 13 years. Um, and in a lot of ways I'm comfortable where I'm at. Um, but I want something more for myself, both professionally and personally. I want something more for my family. Um, and what I kind of put my finger on was the idea of security. Um, and the idea that we, you and I talked about, uh, before we hit record was, you know, when I was a child, I lived at home and I never had to think about where my next meal came from, or I never had to think about whether there were going to be presents under the tree at Christmas or, or, or that I was going to get a birthday party or something like that. And so that security I felt doesn't, didn't negate the fact that my parents had to work really hard for those things. And I think it's a hallmark of a successful, at least in my experience, um, job by my parents that I never had to worry about those things. And no matter, no matter where you are in your socioeconomic um, status, I think that's a that's a desire that we all have. And so, and so, but our experience of it is different. And so, the reason I'm I'm getting this new job and I'm kind of thinking back over the last 13 years and how they've made me the person I am today um, is that's what I'm pursuing. I'm pursuing security, not only financial, but just um, like station in life. I want, I want to finally be at a place where I feel secure. And, but then I realized the more and more I thought about it, I'm like, well, I'm probably, if I'm 36 years old and I've been chasing security my entire life, um, so ever since I experienced it as a child, um, will I ever actually get there? Um, and so that's kind of where I, but I long for it, but I question whether I'll actually ever get there or not. Yeah. Um, probably the closest thing I can get to like practically in my own experience of this, um, that comes to mind right now is, so let's say I've had a hard day at work and I will start to fantasize about working somewhere else. Um, and and the, the thought that always comes into my mind is I would love to be like some park ranger taking care of this like national, beautiful national park, just walking through the woods, um, taking care of animal. I don't know. I don't even know what I would be doing. Um, 
Cause the Noah's Ark type stuff, man. Like Dr. Doolittle or yeah, something. Yeah, like I, I just have this fantasy of like just walking around <laughs> Yellowstone and that being my job. I, I low-key hope a real park ranger hears this episode <laughs> and is like, oh, let me tell you what we really do with that giant. <laughs> Yeah, well, and so that's okay. That's exactly the point I wanted to make is that yeah. so that the concept is that the grass is greener on the other side. But when you get there, um, if I, you know, if I were to spend my days walking around Yellowstone, um, man, I'd probably get really tired. It might be hot and I, and I, I don't really want to work outside anymore. So I would begin to then <laughs> fantasize about my past of working in an office. Um, yeah. and working in the air condition, working like closely with people. Um, so yeah. there's that sense of it, it, something's never quite sitting right. And I'm always reaching for something, but never quite getting it. Um, yeah. and so that, that's one example in my own life of, of kind of what I think we're, we're talking about when we talk about learning. Yeah. So I think the way we, we close this conversation or the way at least we wrap it up is, is at, as asking ourselves from our own experience, why? why we experience that or what is, what is longing point to, what does it point to? Yeah. Um, well, we will have a very and, consistent answer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, I think for you and I as Christians, it points to the fact that we exist for a place and a person outside of ourselves, mm. a kingdom, and a kingdom outside of ourselves. And that was really like what C- we, I love C.S. Lewis. What's funny I, I, to even hear me say that is, you know, making me laugh because I used to hate him. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, he has this quote that says, if I find in myself desires which nothing in this world can satisfy, which I think is what you and I are talking about mm-hmm. uh, and have talked about. And he says, the only logical explanation is that I was made for another world. Mm. Um, and so that that really causes you to get introspective and to consider, is there anything in this life that would satisfy your deepest longings? And I think if you're really honest with yourself, because we talked about before we record that we keep moving the goalposts back. We think, Oh, if as children, we think, well, if I can just be independent, yeah. I'll be satisfied. Then we gain that independence and we think, well, if I can just find someone to spend the rest of my life with, I'll be satisfied. Yeah, That's actually a great example because I can remember being in eighth grade and seeing my cousins who were in high school and thinking, Oh my gosh, if I could just get there, they are so cool. Um, and then you get there and you're like, man, this is what I was looking forward to. And then you, you, you move that goalpost. Oh, they're in college now. Oh, that's going to be it. That's the thing that I want. Right. Yeah. And so the, so we keep moving the goalpost back, um, to, Oh, if we just get to this next, um, check mark in life this next checkpoint will experience what it is that we long for and i mean i'm only 36 years old but i can tell you after 36 years of moving the the, the checkpoint <laughs> i'm still chasing it yeah. i'm still longing longing for it and um and uh augustine augustine however you want to pronounce it he he, he uh has this quote that i think drives that perfectly home he says that god has made us for himself and that our hearts, therefore, are restless until we find rest in Him. Mm. And so until we breathe our last breath and close our eyes and open them in heaven, um, that's the first time we'll ever experience that longing of this life being satisfied. Yeah. And, 
And so I think that that's a, that's a powerful picture. It certainly doesn't negate, because you could say, well, okay, well, if that's the case, I'm just not going to strive anymore. But you can't. Right. You can't do that because yeah. it has been put in your heart to strive. Mm. Um, so you, you would have to essentially uh, shackle yourself to the chair with a straight jacket or something to prevent yourself. And even then, you can't escape your own mind. Right, like you, you would go there in your mind, even if you didn't go there physically. And yeah. so this is a this is a powerful t- uh, apologetic to me of mm-hmm. of of God, the fact that this is written on our hearts and on our minds, and we can't escape it. Yeah, I, I kind of want to end with uh, a longer excerpt from Lewis's Weight of Glory. I'll read that, and then we'll we'll end. Yeah. And speaking of this desire for our own far off country, which we find in ourselves even now. I feel a certain shyness. I am almost committing an indecency. I am trying to rip open the inconsolable secret in each of you. The secret which hurts so much that you take your revenge on it by calling it names like nostalgia and romanticism and adolescence. The secret also which pierces with such sweetness that when in very intimate conversation, the mention of it becomes imminent. We grow awkward and affect to laugh at ourselves the secret we cannot hide and cannot tell, though we desire to do both. We cannot tell it because it is a desire for something that has never actually appeared in our experience. We cannot hide it because our experience is constantly suggesting it, and we betray ourselves like lovers at the mention of a name. Our commonest expedient is to call it beauty and behave as if that had settled the matter. Wordsworth's expedient was to identify it with certain moments in his own past. But all this is a cheat. If Wordsworth had gone back to those moments in the past, he would not have found the thing itself, but only the reminder of it. What he remembered would turn out to be itself a remembering. The books or the music in which we thought the beauty was located will betray us if we trust to them. It was not in them. It only came through them. And what came through them was longing. And uh, we'll end there. And until next time, may the Lord make us a channel for his peace.